Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 157 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about IT band syndrome. We're going to review the anatomy related to the IT band. We're going to be talking about what causes IT band syndrome. We'll be going through some differential diagnoses or lookalikes. And uh, we're also going to be talking about how to treat it and so much more. But if you just hold on for a moment, we are going to hear a word from our sponsors. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or nanos. Our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Maine Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Hello and welcome back. So there are so many causes of lateral knee pain out there. It can be so difficult to distinguish you know, what the problem is. You can have a lateral collateral ligament issue, degenerative joint disease, a lateral meniscus tear, referred pain from the lumbar spine, patellofemoral dysfunction. I mean, it goes on and on. There are so many causes of lateral knee pain. But today, we want to focus a little bit more on the IT band and IT band syndrome. So we're going to start with some anatomy, first of all. And the tissue we're going to be putting on a pedestal today is going to be the iliotibial band. Okay, And this is the band that goes down the lateral side of your leg. It originates at the iliac crest with some fibrous attachment to the, the tensor fascia lata and the gluteus maximus. Okay, and and it courses down the lateral side of the leg. And many people will say that they're sore in the IT band. It's a very fibrous tissue. It's a band um, and it's very sensitive to touch. So it's tender on many people. It's very gristly, as you would say, like if you were looking at a steak and you had a lot of gristle in there, that fibrous tissue uh, can be quite tight taut and painful. Um, And so as that IT band courses laterally down the leg, it crosses over the lateral femoral condyle, covers it somewhat, and it attaches at the lateral tibia, okay, at Gertie's tubercle. There's a little protuberance on the lateral tibia, and you should feel this on yourself as we're doing this podcast, as I am doing myself. So every time I have a podcast, I'm palpating myself and doing a lot of these things. It's kind of a funny thing to watch. And so you make sure that you find Gertie's tubercle and not the proximal fibula because they have two different, um, they're two different locations. They have different muscles that attach to them, different tendons that attach to them. So it's important that you find the uh, lateral plateau, find that Gertie's tubercle, and that's where the IT band attaches. Now, like I said, that 
IT band covers the lateral femoral condyle a little bit and it has fibers that also splay toward the patella and attach to the patella lateral patella retinaculum. Now this is very important to know because if the IT band becomes really tight, it can influence the patella and track it laterally like we see with lateral patella compression syndrome or patellofemoral disorders. Um, and so it's very important that you stretch that IT band or improve its mobility, especially if you're man, treating people with lateral patella compression problems. So just a little tidbit of information I think you should know there when you are evaluating that area. Now, when the knee is in full extension, the IT band is anterior to the femoral condyle. Now, when you, as you flex the knee and you get to that 30 to 40 degree mark, the IT band will now start to float over the lateral femoral condyle and start to go posterior to it so that from 40 degrees on to, let's say, 130 degrees, the IT band is posterior to that femoral condyle. So it's in most trouble between 30 and 40 degrees. And it's important to identify the difference between the lateral joint line and the lateral femoral condyle. I think a lot of people miss this and they palpate the lateral side of the knee or somebody comes in with lateral knee pain and they think because there's some swelling there um, and that it's close to the lateral joint line that is probably like a lateral meniscus tear or something like that. So it's important that you identify the difference between the two. So I always, when I do palpation labs in my, in my live courses, we always make it a point to know where the joint line is and how to follow it, okay? And where to find the femoral condyle. So what is IT band syndrome? Well, it's where that distal IT band rubs over that lateral femoral condyle, usually in people who do repetitive activity, causing an irritation and inflammation to that tendon. Okay, so who gets this and why? Typically, we will see this in runners and cyclists. Uh, and there is a, a biomechanical component here also. And it can occur because, you know, people can develop some hip abductor weakness. And as a result, the knee will collapse in into valgus. The tibia will rotate uh, medially and you'll end up with an excessive strain where that IT band rubs over the lateral femoral condyle. Also, rubbing, uh, you know, running on a cambered road, bringing your knee into an extreme of varus can cause an excessive stress or stretch to the IT band distally. And that can also cause more of a rubbing type of uh, irritation there. So knowing the types of... Uh, terrain that people are running on can be very helpful. Also, cyclists who um, pedal with the foot turned in a little bit can also uh, put them at higher risk of developing IT band syndrome. So anything that may cause the hip to internally rotate can be a contributor, such as people who have pes planus or weakness of the hip abductors and external rotators uh, can be a cause of the problem. So what are the most common signs and symptoms? Well, obviously, pain to the lateral side of the knee. The pain can radiate down toward the calf or even proximally up into the lateral thigh a little bit. And it's usually a burning type of sensation. It gets worse when you're descending stairs and typically worse when you're running. And the more you run, the worse it gets. And most oftentimes during heel strike because you end up landing and going through that you know, a 30 degree range of motion where it, it will crawl, the IT band will cross over the lateral femoral condyle. 
These folks will be very tender over that lateral femoral condyle, not over the joint line. Um, and there may be some swelling where that IT band crosses there because of this increased inflammation. Well, with the, the increased inflammation can come some crepitus, a little bit of clicking, a little bit of noise, um, sometimes just a sensation of uh, a gritty type of substance in there, almost like broken glass uh, rubbing on itself. So they may describe it like that. How do you diagnose this most accurately? Well, really, it's all about doing a good clinical exam. Very seldomly do you ever have to require you know, diagnostic imaging. So you do a good clinical exam um, and go through all the things I just talked about. And if they do not get better with your treatment, then yes, doing an x-ray to identify maybe a large spur in that area or another abnormality uh, to the distal IT band area or femoral condyle can help with your diagnosis. But typically, no imaging is needed right off. If there's one special test that I like to do, it's the Noble Compression Test. And the way you do that, and I'll have a video of this in the link of the show notes, so you can click on that and you can see how I actually do this test um, on somebody. But the way I do this is I situate myself next to the patient on the same side that they have the problem. So let's say it's their right knee. I put my back to the patient's um, head and I take a hold of the knee with my left hand. So I'm basically putting my thumb over the lateral femoral condyle. I start the knee at 90 degrees of flexion and I work it towards zero. What I'm looking for here is a little bit of pain or a clicking type sensation while I'm putting pressure where that IT band crosses the femoral condyle and you can feel it snap over that area. Now it's not uncommon for a person to have snapping and no pain. So in my opinion, you don't worry about that. A lot of people have crepitus and I have a podcast just on crepitus alone. It's not something to worry about. But if there is a click or a pop or a snap and there's pain associated with it, especially in that 30 to 40 degree range, it's likely to be a um, IT band friction syndrome. So again, make sure you check out that video in the show notes and I'll explain and show exactly how to perform that test. So that is the one test I like to do along with palpation and getting a good subjective history. So how do you treat these? Well, they're very, very difficult to treat and this is why. It happens to people who do a lot of repetitive activity and usually over a long period of time. So these can be seasoned runners and seasoned cyclists and What they like to do is go out the door and start running. And they like to go out the door and start cycling. Um, Typically without doing a lot of stretching or warm up and they just kind of get right into it. And it becomes an addiction and they want to keep doing it. But what we need to do is we need to make sure that we teach the importance of relative rest. Now relative rest means, you know, you're not going to be bedridden for three weeks but we're gonna avoid activities that cause that continual irritation at that 30 to 40 degree range. So yeah, maybe we slow down on some running and get into um, some swimming. There are a lot of other activities you can do like blood flow restriction training where you can do low weight, high repetition exercise in the pain-free and impingement-free type positions so you're not getting that constant irritation. Um, I like to strengthen the core and hip abductors as much as possible with people who have um, this issue and you're just avoiding putting pressure on those areas like don't have a rubber band tied around the knee putting compression on that IT band distally because that'll cause an irritation. So you can still stay very, very active 
and not cause irritation and still keep your cardio up there. You're just avoiding those irritating activities. The other thing I like to do is improve the mobility of the uh, IT band using a foam roller. Sometimes I like to do uh, IA stim, just doing some soft tissue, either Graston uh, or um, uh, instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization to that area. I've seen people who have had IT band discomfort do really well with dry needling. It just helps to um, calm that area down and decrease the stiffness and tightness. Now, in regards to flexibility... The big three muscle groups I like to work on are the glute max, IT band, and gastroxoleus complex. I really like to improve the flexibility of those tissues just so that IT band is not so taut and pulling so tight up against that femoral condyle. Now, can you use soft tissue modalities? Absolutely. I'm a big advocate of heating the IT band, doing some, some E-STEM. Even some ultrasound can be helpful. You can do pulsed ultrasound to decrease inflammation on somebody who is acutely inflamed. Or you can do ultrasound like in a thermal mode to help improve the mobility of that soft tissue. I'm a big advocate of doing iontophoresis, as most of you heard in my last podcast. Um, I like ionto when you can pinpoint the area to the size of a quarter, maybe no larger than a half dollar. And uh, that can be very effective, especially in that area, because there isn't a lot of soft tissue between the skin and the tendinous area that is inflamed and irritated. Can you ice for pain? Sure. Uh, remember, pain, ice is a pain reliever, not really an anti-inflammatory. doesn't really get rid of swelling. But here's a little pointer. Remember, if you're going to be icing the lateral side of that knee, you need to be cautious that you don't over-ice that peroneal nerve because you could cause a palsy from over-icing that. So I'm very careful that I don't let that ice, especially a commercial ice pack, migrate down um, past that proximal fibular head and I try to keep it right over that lateral femoral condyle um, especially to help control pain. Then I try to get into some strengthening activities so hip abductor strengthening especially. I'm huge on lateral band walking and if you're doing lateral band walking oftentimes you want to do it in that little 30 to 40 degree squatted position. Well avoid that because that's going to cause them some irritation so put them into full extension of the knees and you can still really hammer on those glutes really well get a nice big burn and get that working uh, more aggressively. I like to also do a pure sideline abduction and clamshells. You got to throw the clamshells in there to help develop that external rotation and abductor strength a little bit better and um, that can be very beneficial. Once you are over this phase of relative rest but still doing all these activities, you want to get into a slow progression back into the activity that they were doing before. If you're a runner, make sure you're on flat surfaces, not doing a lot of turns, staying off of a cambered road. And if you're a cyclist, um, you know, maybe get a, a, a an evaluation on how to get positioned on the bike a little bit better so that the stress is not being placed through that femoral condyle as much. Sometimes just changing the seat height a little bit can make a difference and also changing your foot position, getting out of that toe in position and bringing the toe out a little bit can be helpful. And then always make sure that you stretch before and after the activity to really maximize the mobility of that tissue on the lateral side of the leg. 
Whew, that was a lot, folks. So um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure that you go to um, iTunes or else your favorite you know, podcasting platform to give us a rating and review. That really helps us. Um, you know, we, we look at these ratings and reviews and oftentimes they're very positive. And other times it's a great place to give some feedback. And that's where we learn how to make our show better and to give you better content. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes so you can get better access to our educational material. We have online coaching, webinars, and uh, in a week from now, we're going to be doing live courses on the shoulder, elbow, hand, and wrist. And um, hopefully, we're going to have these courses uh, downloadable so that you can get your hands on them and go through a full a uh, comprehensive course on uh, different anatomical parts like the shoulder, elbow, hand, and wrist, knee, foot, and ankle, cervical spine. Um, we are going to be downloading most all of our future courses and going to be considering um, some virtual courses. So please, you know, send me an email, tell me if you're interested in some of this and let me know what works for you because obviously a lot of you don't live close to me and don't have access or are not able to come to a live course, but I want to do my very best to try to reach out to as many people as I can so that I can continue to help medical providers feel more confident with their orthopedic evaluation skills. And that's really why I'm doing this. Um, so folks, I, I hope you enjoyed the content today. I also hope you have a great day and please take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.